been a long day. Grab a beer and sit back. It's time for Brew Talk. Here's Scott Chad and the Brew Doctor himself, Dr. Michael Mosier. Happy Brews to everybody. You've got Scott and Doc in That's studio right. today. And it is a happy Brews day. And it is a happy Brews day. Every, <laughs> every Tuesday. And we should is a happy say it's day. in Midtown <laughs> Greeley. I love that. We will get, I was going to get to oh, that. Okay, I was. I <laughs> was going to say that we're coming to you live from the Aloe Fiber Studios in beautiful Midtown Greeley. I love it. Yeah, so do I. And we will continue to use that until that phrase becomes adopted by all. Until we become East Town and Midtown moves over <laughs> further west, I guess, huh? I guess that can happen. So we just got to get the folks from like Honey Baked Ham and Walgreens. And oh, I know, right? Stuff to go, oh, we're right in Midtown we're right in Greeley. Midtown. We're in Midtown. So, mm. yeah, uh, Chad is not with us tonight. He's actually on assignment. We're hoping everything's going well with him and... <clears throat> Hopefully that assignment won't take too long, but at this point in time, we're just going to hope he's doing well and he can hear us and know that we're thinking about him and we're yeah. going to raise we're, a glass. You know what? We still have beer to drink. We so do. Somebody's got to keep, do it. We have to power through, right? <laughs> I love I love your approach to that, Doc. You know, somebody has to drink the beer, so it might as well That's be right. us. That's right. Might as well be us. <laughs> Very good. Well, speaking of drinking beer, oh, we're yeah. so already it, drinking something. What are we drinking? Yeah, so I brought uh, from Rural 105 Brewing on uh, West 10th, I brought in some of their Irish Fox uh, or Red Fox Irish Ale. Yeah. It's a golden red ale, I think, um, and it has just sort of like this beautiful Irish ale kind of flavor, a little bit of hoppiness to it at the end. It's just all around malty, and it's just yummy. Well, I'm enjoying the heck out of it. I know. It's just really good. It's isn't a it? great just sipping beer. I it's, know. <laughs> it is. It's complex enough. That it isn't bland and blah, right? But it's not overwhelming, so that you're getting hit in all different directions. It's right. just a great. Balance. And you know, one of my favorite styles, believe it or not, is actually one of my favorite brands is actually Smithics, and uh, this is nothing like Smithics. No. This, but this is an Irish ale, and it's just it just hits the spot. I love it. And I love the fact that you pronounced it the right way because Smithics. If you, yeah, if you were going to read the label <laughs> or read the six pack container, you would never think that's how it's pronounced. Yeah, and don't go to London and tell them that you want to go to Southwark. Yeah, <laughs> you'll never get there. Okay, so when I go in a week and a half, I I shouldn't say that. No, it's uh, Suffolk. Suffolk. Okay. Even though it's pronounced or, or spelled Southwark. Okay. You're going to Suffolk. I'm going to try and remember that. I don't know how <laughs> far away from where we're staying we'll be, but I will keep that in mind. Oh, that's so. cool. But I will be back for Brew Talk in a couple Oh, of that's totally cool. Yes, I won't miss a Brew Talk, and Yay. hopefully I'll be able to talk about some Oh, you'll the, have to bring some beer back. Beer. Yeah. Well, we're not, we're not checking a bag. Ah! It costs a lot of money to check a bag. Ah! Might send some home with Taylor. I don't know. You just go there and you like put some six packs in a box and send I, them back. I agree with you. Well, there you go. They might come back a week or so later when Taylor returns. That'll work. That'll they're, work. They're in London working on their master's degree. Oh, very Queen cool. Mary, so we're going out to see a play that they're in. Oh, that'd so, be totally yeah, cool. Should be good. But, you know, we're not talking about beer and we should be talking we, about well, beer. Well, we kind of are because you know, London has that Bermondsey Mile, um, which is just... 
it's a wonderful one mile long stretch of road that has so many different breweries about every three or four blocks. I love it. And it's just great. It's it's wonderful. So if you ever get a chance to go to London, start at Suffolk Brewing, which is real close to Tower Bridge Road, and just walk yourself down uh, Bermondsey and uh, walk down the Bermondsey Road until you uh, are done with all of your beers and or can't drink anymore. And <laughs> then call comes first. Then call one of those uh, taxis and have them take you back to your hotel. Perfect. <laughs> I will have to do some research and find out where those are. And yeah. hopefully they're close yeah. enough to make that happen. That sounds great. Yeah. Well, and talking about some really cool news as of late, um, especially right here near home. Yeah, we've had some great news yeah. recently. Huh? Yeah. Wiley Roots is releasing four new Midnight Run, Midnight on the Run styles mm-hmm. at 10% ABV. And then you were the one who sent yeah, this to me. Yeah, so, so I happened to see it on the, the news. And, of yeah. course, you know, if you have, happen to go by Wiley Roots, they'll be sure to let you know about it there, too. Yeah. Um, but it's just really great. Their Midnight on the Run series is just an amazing, a little higher alcohol, definitely in time for uh, the Christmas season, you know, definitely in time for winter. And it's just this wonderful series of beers that include barrel-aged kind of flavors and stuff like that. It's just really good beer. And I definitely recommend you going and trying them out. Um, definitely worth doing. Should I say it any... I can't say it any better. No, I don't think I? you can. I think it's really great. I mean, the thing... And one of the things I absolutely love about Greeley, and Doc, we've talked about this, is all the different options that are available mm-hmm. just in Greeley with the different craft beers. And oh, I so know. you think about that and what they've got. And yeah. and just, each of the breweries in Greeley has done a great job of forming their own little niche. Yeah. And it's great. So if you want this type of beer, you know which one of the breweries to hit. If you want this type of beer, you go to a different brewery. It's just so great because you've got these different options to go to. You don't have to you know, like try to figure out, you know, which one has the best this because you know that that particular brewery is specializing or their niche is this one other style. Well, and I'm looking at the Midnight on the Run series that they've got in place. And it's it's really interesting because they all have the do you is it Ganon cocoa nibs? Oh, yeah. 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 From Ghana. Yeah. So that is kind of their 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 base Mm-hmm. element that they add into that midnight on the yep. run. A lot and of so chocolate all flavor. imperial stout. But then each one of them is a little bit dinner. They've got a cinnamon version that they add some Saigon cinnamon. They've got a hazelnut, which mm-hmm. I'm not a hazelnut fan, but I tried anyways. But my favorite out of this so far is the rye whiskey barrel aged yep. midnight on the run. And again, looking local, Laws Distilling, which is also a Colorado distiller, right, right. they have their their sea kale rye barrels that it was conditioned in, mm-hmm. and again with the cocoa nibs. So what a great kind of variety right. that you get and to try on. That's that. what their Midnight on the Run is all about yeah. is that cocoa nib kind yeah. of thing. And they do get them, uh, source them from Ghana, uh, which is kind of cool that you see this kind of international kind of flavor that's in there. It's this beautiful chocolate flavor yeah so can't say anything uh, bad about this beer uh you should definitely give it a try yeah that's a great one to go and you know i love the fact that they've got four ounce 
pours over there. Sure. So, you know, I'm pretty sure, you know, you go yeah, over we, and see Sayo over there. He'll probably give you a taster or something. But they've got, you can do a sampler of all of the flights and you can just give that a shot. Yeah, and, and most breweries will do that. And that's probably the best way to go if you don't know which one you like, is just walk up and say, hey, I'd like three, four ounce pours of this, this, and this. Yep. And then I'll make the decision after that. It's a great idea. Yeah. And even though they're a little bit higher from an alcohol content perspective, all of them weigh in just over 10% alcohol. They're not above 10.6. So no. They're, they're in a good sweet spot as far as a good beer. They're not going to kick Correct. Out. They're not like what we're going to talk about here in a few minutes. They're not like, <laughs> not like the beers that you might see. Um, where they're pushing the envelope where they become prohibited yes. in certain states because <laughs> because they're not beer anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to tease that we'll talk a little bit more about that higher alcohol thing yeah. for our next segment because I've got a fun story about that oh, that cool. I, I think will be great to do into that. But great things that are going on again right here mm-hmm. in northern Colorado. You check out Wiley Roots and check out their Midnight on the Run. And then one of the other one that was kind of fun is uh, the... Kakoa? Oh, that. Yeah, so uh, yeah. U.S. So, Beer Open winners. So the U.S. Beer Open had a championship. Um, they always do every year. And they decided that this time they would have a best Kokua IPA. Um, and this was in support of the Maui Wildfire Relief uh, Fund. And so basically everybody who entered a beer into one of these IPA categories the Session IPA or the uh, full-size IPA, uh, donated their $85 admission fee, uh, and that went straight to the relief fund. And they also did tasters and stuff like that. Um, And then this all went uh, to the Maui uh, Relief Fund. Uh, They did have two categories. Uh, One was the Session IPA, and another was just a standard IPA. And they've just recently released the who got the gold, the silver, and the bronze in each of those categories. Very cool. Um, I'd love to say that Colorado was represented, <laughs> uh, but unfortunately, we were not. We were not. So, um, but some of the breweries include the gold winners of Twin Creek, Twin Creeks Brewing in Virginia, and the other gold winner in the standard IPA was the High Grain Brewing out of Ohio. So, um, a lot of Places from all over the yeah. country um, entered their beers and were very, very happy to see their entry fee go to help out the Maui Relief Fund. That's fantastic. Um, the U.S. Beer Open also has a cider category, and all of the funds from the pineapple version of their cider, surprisingly, or not surprisingly, went to also support the maui relief fund that is such a great thing and i love hearing about those things that we are doing a great job of trying to come alongside and support one another in ways that are fun and unique and it's great you know it's great advertisement for the brewers that are doing all these things and it's good to feel like you're doing something good and well and, and to know that you're actually donating to something that you're giving it to the people on the on the ground yeah who are like you know what i lost my house Love to build my house again. 
you know, rather than, oh, I'll give it to some agency where maybe they'll develop something new. Yeah. Here, you know, you're giving it to somebody where it's going to help the people who actually need the funds. Yeah, that's awesome. I absolutely love that. Well, I think we're at a great spot to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about a couple more beers that are slightly higher in alcohol <laughs> than what we have been discussing so far. So when we come back, just keep that in mind and be thinking we're not going to be talking about session beers in the next segment. So no, stick good. around. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Brew Talk, coming to you live from the Aloe Fiber Studios on 103.1 and 1310 KFKA, Northern Colorado's Voice. And we were talking about some higher alcohol beers yeah. before the show, and then we started talking about it a little bit more. And uh, I'm going to lead with the the Goose Island because oh, I want to get into sure, the other sure. one a little bit more. But, you know, you sent me a link, and I really like this because it's a bourbon county brand right beer from goose island and they actually partner with angels envy bourbon right and i am a big fan of angel envy bourbon and they use a a ruby port wine barrel so imagine Uh if you will a ruby port wine barrel that gets dumped Mm -hmm. and now you barrel age whiskey in it for a while it gets dumped and then you put goose island um, their beer into it in mm-hmm. order to finish it, and then you serve it up. And actually, I've tried this one oh. uh, in a previous <laughs> life. Um, so a few years ago, I tried one, and this Bourbon County Reserve or special um, release of Goose Island beer, and it is fabulous. It's a little higher in alcohol, so uh, you don't yeah. want to drink the whole bottle all by yourself. Or if you do, please take a day or two. Yeah. It's... <laughs> but the it's the Goose Island Bourbon County brand. Um, and they have a number of them this yeah. year that's com- that are coming out. And I would strongly recommend, if you happen to get a chance to see one of these, snatch it up. Yeah. This is great. And love that idea and love what they're doing in some of those things. And, you know, the whole concept of that is kind of fun. And again... You know, beer finished in a bourbon barrel or beer yeah. finished in a wine barrel or, you know, a little bit of those flavors yeah. in there, uh-huh. depending upon the beer, can be yeah. very, very um, complimentary and take the beer to the next level. And here you're talking about one that's definitely that way. Yeah. Um, Kusan does a great job of matching up what should be. This beer goes really good with this flavor from the barrel. That's awesome. And they do a good job of that. And I am it. jealous that you have tried it. And I Oh, yeah. Sorry. Get... No, that's all right. Don't be sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm jealous in a good way because now I want to find it. And so that's awesome. Great thing. And then the other one, kind of the big news mm-hmm. that we wanted to talk about is kind of fun is that Utopia for 2023 is oh. out. Utopia. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I wish I had the money to afford one. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's crazy. I mean, yeah, I mean, $240 MSRP for a 24 and a half ounce bottle. Yeah. But 28% alcohol by volume. This is essentially, you know, it's a it's a whiskey. It's a barley wine. It's about wine. a 40 proof yeah. whiskey, right? Yeah. So let's see, it would be almost 60 yeah, 60 proof. So yeah, almost 50, 60 yeah. proof. Yeah. So um I have had the 
um, privilege, Uh I guess I should say, of trying it before. And it is not just a little bit good. It's wonderfully good. Um, I've looked around, and even though $240 is what they're asking for a 24-and-a-half-ounce bottle, I have not yet been able to find one for under $280 locally. So you okay. can still find it. Yeah. Um, I think the most recent one I looked at was $499 uh, delivered to your door sure. if you want that. Um, and you just hope and pray it doesn't break on the yeah. delivery, right? Um, yeah. That's but, bizarre. I know. So uh, funny story. I have been a fan and have gone to the GABF for years and years and years. And um, early in my life, when my kids were very young, it was a it was a staple. My birthday's always around that time, mm-hmm. and so would go with a bunch of friends. And was there when either the first or the second year that they released it, and it wasn't called Utopia. Mm-hmm. It was called Millennium. Right. And so we were there, and there's a bunch of us, and... All of a sudden, we're hearing all this really crazy news about this really high alcohol barley wine that Sam Adams is putting out. And we went over and tried it. And oh my gosh, it was great. And oh my gosh, it was really high in alcohol content. It was everything everybody talked about. And we thought, you know, hey, this is not bad. We'll have to try this again sometime. And I think it was either year two or year three of them doing it is when they did the name change. Mm -hmm. And it was so fun being there because they would always drop it like at 7 p.m. on yep. the Friday. They'd have like one barrel of it on Friday and one barrel of it on Saturday. So we always did the evening session and just standing around <laughs> the Sam Adams tent, which was so bizarre because nobody went to the Sam Adams right, tent. Right. Nobody goes to the Sam Adams. They're going yeah. to all the other They're breweries. going to all the stuff. But, but about 6.30, the crowd started to build, and we would show up at the Sam Adams booth about 10 tell, and at about three to five minutes before 7, the whole crowd is just chanting, Utopia, oh. Utopia. <laughs> and it was just like this mad rush of everybody trying to get in to get a taster of it before it was gone because they just had the one barrel for the night. So. Well, and my story from GABF is, is very similar to yours, <laughs> with the exception of I happened to be walking by the Sam Adams booth, and there was nobody around it. Everybody had moved on to all the other craft breweries in the on the hall, and and then all of a sudden, I saw the guy hang up a sign that said Utopia. And I walked up to him and I said, are you <laughs> are you serving Utopia right now? And he goes, yes, I am. And I looked around like I was like in trouble or something. And there's nobody, literally nobody around me. So I handed him my glass and I asked, uh, can, can you like fill this? And he goes, oh, sure. So he filled it up. Then I'm like sipping it going, oh, my God. Goodness, this is great. Yeah. And I looked around and nobody was still around me. And I went, can I have another one? <laughs> oh, my said, gosh. Sure. That is. Yeah. And so he, he said, you know, you have to get the back of the line. Well, I was the line. You were the back of the line. <laughs> so it was about uh, three or four samples. And finally, I said, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. And I walked away. By that time, other people had realized that what I was doing. They're like, why is that guy keep standing at the <laughs> Sam Adams booth? And somebody else goes in Lux and goes, oh, my gosh, you told me. Yeah. And by the then it was like, okay, yeah. three samples later, yeah. three ounces of that is plenty. Yes. Yeah, that so. is – yeah, that's essentially, you know, three shots, three shots of, of, a, <laughs> of, a, of a low alcohol, you know, whiskey. So I don't know what they do to make it so wonderfully high in alcohol but also maintain that gorgeous, rich, deep flavor that they have with it. I don't know how they do it. I would love yeah. to know. Mm. Um, 
But uh, my goodness, what a beer. Yeah. It is definitely worth uh, $240 if you can find it for 240 Most of the time you're finding it for about 300 350 yeah. But as long as you get the chance to try it, I strongly recommend it. I agree with you wholeheartedly. So mm-hmm. if you're out and about and you know maybe you've got another buddy who's a beer friend or yep. whatever else – you know, go in, have these on something, and just say, we're going to spend an evening, and we're going to drink this, and it, it is, it will not disappoint. It will not disappoint you. Or get together with 24 of your closest friends, and everybody gets one ounce. Everybody gets an ounce, and yeah, you could actually do that. <laughs> with uh, with that large a bottle, you could actually make that happen, and that's not a bad idea. Right. It really isn't. It isn't, and I'll tell you that right now, uh, that'd be $10 a pour, right? Yeah. $10 an ounce. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the fun thing is, is that the bottle is really kind of a sexy looking bottle it is kind of oh wow i kind of yeah. want it on my <laughs> shelf <laughs> you know i wonder you know and we've talked a little bit about aging beers and mm. a lot of beers you know they have a very short shelf life and mm-hmm. you're not supposed to keep them with it having that high of an alcohol content do you think that that's something that you could oh, yeah. lay down and allow to simmer that you wouldn't have to necessarily crack it open in the first week oh Goodness, yeah. You could keep that four, five, ten years. Wow. And it would probably even taste better on year 10 than it would the uh, minute you buy it. Mm. The problem is, is that stopping yourself from trying it, (laughs) (laughs) knowing it's on your shelf, (laughs) it would be very difficult to do. (laughs) You know what? You're absolutely right. It's like, I've got this amazing thing and I'm just so tempted. Right. So maybe here... You get 24 of your friends together and you buy two bottles and one of them you open and, and then the, the other, other one you, you lay down. The other one you come back for a reunion. Yeah, 10 like years in later five or 10 years to, later and you try it yeah. again. And then you, well, and you said, Doc, that they're only doing it every other year. This is not right. an annual release. It used anymore. to be annual yeah. releases and now they're doing it every other year. So while uh, 2023 is the release, the next one won't be till 2025. So you're going to have to wait a little while to get it. Uh, Mm. And it might be that that's how long it takes for them to sell off their 2023 um, stock. I don't know. I don't know how uh, fast it goes off the shelves at, you know, 240 to $300 a bottle. Although with the secondary market being as high as you were listing it, my guess is it's probably going... Fairly quick, but who knows? Right. I mean, I literally on eBay, yeah. you could buy it for four ninety nine. Oh uh, well, that's eBay. You know, everybody <laughs> right. buys stuff and thinks they can flip it for two or three times what they spent it. For, spent it's ridiculously. For it. Yeah. And some people. Yeah. You know, and then you'll be able to buy it in three months for a hundred bucks because no, 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 no. <laughs> it's not going to go for less than two fifty. You don't think it will? No. Well, maybe I'll set up an eBay watch list, and I'll just every couple of weeks just. <laughs> or look for we that. start up a GoFundMe page, so, Ooh. so that you know we want to try it. Yeah. And so everybody donates a couple dollars so sure. that we can like get the money and go. Yeah, we'll see if our producer could like set us up a GoFundMe. Oh, page. I like that And then idea. if we can if we can get to that point, then Doc and I will commit to buying a bottle of it and we'll try it on the air and we'll let you all know how wonderful it is. <laughs> but we won't invite you to try it, too. Well, no. I mean, I, I feel like that would just, I mean, we probably have too many people. We couldn't have them all in studio. That just wouldn't be fair. So I know. But, you know, if two or three people all wanted to, like, chip in and collectively sure. do that, then sure. So, yeah, I'd probably do that. Yeah. So if you and a couple of buddies want to buy Doc and I a bottle and you want to come and enjoy it and share it with us on air, we can make all that All I happen. need is one ounce. 
Oh, all Doc needs is an ounce. That's, That's actually right. pretty good. So yeah. you could have most of the bottle to yourself. You just need to save a couple ounces That's for right. us, and the rest of it can go back sip. to you. I like it. Very good. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Well, you know what? Let's take another break. We've got a beer to review here in the next we segment. Do. We and do. It's and it's another... It's another Colorado brewery, but one that I don't think we've reviewed yet. So, And I was intrigued by the label, so yeah. I'm looking forward to this. Pretty good label. Should be fun. Stick around. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Brew Talk. It's... Doc and Scott drinking beer, talking about beer, enjoying beer. And listening to music. And listening to music right here in beautiful Midtown Greeley. So I uh, brought what, us in something to try. Yeah, what is this beer? It is, I, I, I have to say, the fact that it was a London brown ale is what caught my eye because I am going to be there in a little over a week. And so I thought, we'll give this a shot. And it's from a local brewery, local as mm-hmm. in Aurora, Ursula Brewing. And they have come out with what is called Fitz's Finest London Brown Ale. 4.4%. I love the 4.4. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely a lower, a session beer and really a good dark stout. And I know that you have your three taste rule and you haven't done three taste yet, so I'm not nope, going to ask you I'm, too much. I'm, but initial thoughts initial about Initial thoughts the, when I poured it, I was thinking, oh my, this wonderful. Dark stout, yeah. and then the head was there, but yeah. the head has gone away real quick. It does, uh, which I, I wasn't. You know, that's okay. That happens. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the head was the right color, at mm-hmm. least a nice uh, brown color. And the initial aroma that I'm smelling is a little bit more vegetal than I would have anticipated it being. Yeah. Vegetable flavored, yep. I'm or getting whatever that. vegetable aroma. And I still need one more yeah. taste. So when I get a chance, I'll get a taste in here. Yeah, I, I like how you said that, the the vegetable kind of aroma. And I was almost getting, I don't know whether it's beets or something like mm-hmm. that, but it just kind of, you get that right off of the nose. And I think it actually translates a little bit into the taste. Right, it does. And, and I do taste, uh, I do smell that. The more you said that, the... Like beets or rutabagas or some sort of a root vegetable kind of aroma that I'm um, sensing there. And I also get it in the flavor as well. And I know I've done three, but I'm going to not make any calls until I get to four or five. Okay. Just because this beer is perplexing. (laughs) I was wondering if you were going to use your word. Should I use my word? You could. Interesting. But I I actually think... Perplexing is a better word because it is a little bit. Um, I, I don't, I don't know if confusing. There's a little cabbagey yeah, kind of yeah. aroma to it, and cabbage is not one of those flavors that you're or that you want to have in a beer. It's it's kind of one of the what they yeah. call an off flavor. But I don't know that it's an off flavor in this beer. I think it's kind of designed into the beer from what I can taste here. Um, and then as it keeps going, um, the brown part, I really, really like the base beer underneath uh-huh. this flavor that I'm tasting. The The beer itself is smooth 
and not cloying, but it's sweet. Mm-hmm. And it finishes kind of nice. It doesn't finish bitter or anything. It's definitely what I would call a brown ale, um, which doesn't have much hop character to it one way or the other. Uh, it. I think it would benefit from a little bit more hop character. Yeah, I think so, too. And I like how you referred to it as the base beer you mm-hmm. really like. And I feel like I'm in the exact same boat. I'm like, yeah, if we get rid of this aroma and that flavor that goes with it, whatever, it's like a, a cabbagey, spinachy, lettucey kind of aroma. If we get rid of that, the beer underneath that is fabulous. Exactly. And I've been looking around and I can't find a lot of tasting notes for it. Um, they show it on their, they had shown it on their website at one point in time. Doesn't look like they'd have it in at the brew, at the tap room anymore. Mm-hmm. So they're not serving it on tap. So I got this in cans here locally and was looking at that. And it talks about deep toffee and dark fruit notes. Mm-hmm. And I'm not getting a lot of the toffee, but I do get that brown ale taste and feel, like you said kind of is that underlying beer, which you're almost having to pick apart from the other parts that are coming through that are... Uh, yeah, for me, I get um, it's a little bit thinner than I would have anticipated mm-hmm. to have those kind of dark fruit notes and and, and gonna, that kind of thing. So I'm, I'm with you. I'm feeling like it's more of a vegetable vibe than yeah, a fruit vibe. <laughs> right. And that could just be that we picked up some cans that are not just like the most amazing things in the world. Yeah. And that happens every once in a while. You get a can or two that's just like, blah. Yeah. Um, but I can tell that the beer underneath is is there and it, it's really wonderful. I just, the the vegetable flavor on top of it is kind of getting in the way. Yeah. And, I mean, again, looking at some of other people's notes that they put in for this beer, you know, they talk about some cinnamon. I don't get any cinnamon. I don't I'm not. I'm not seeing any of that anywhere, um, but not a lot there. It's just... Well, there know. might be a little spicy note in there someplace. Yeah, it could be. It, like I say, it's very difficult to tell with the, the other flavors and aromas that are on, in place there. Yeah. I, I think I am right with you that... If this was a little bit of a I really want to I like this beer so far. So if I were to go to Ursula Brewery, I would definitely sit down and ask for one of these from the tap. Yeah. Because I have a strong feeling that from the tap, this is going to be different than from this can. It's it's like something – to me, it's like something happened in the can that made it not so mm. great. And so being, you know, the brew doctor – as you are, what are some of the things that could actually make that happen? Because I've had those experiences where you have a beer in the can yep. and then you go and you have it on tap and it's a completely different experience. So what are some of the things that could well, happen? Well, there's there? a lot of, uh, you know, what, the, what do they say? Many a slip between cup and lip. Uh-huh. Um, there's a lot of uh, things that can go on wrong when you put the beer in the can. The first and most important one is ingress of oxygen. And so if this got any oxygen in it while it was getting canned, that can severely impact the flavor. Um, There's other things, too, like the canning itself, the canning process itself. 
was everything clean. Hmm. And all it takes is one little part that you thought you cleaned, but you didn't clean well enough that next thing you know, it's contributing some off flavors to it. So, you know, like I say, there's lots of places where there could be a small mistake that nobody intended to have happen. It's just something that happened. Yeah. As it came out of the tap and went into the can, kind of makes me want to try the other can. I was, you saw me pull the other can out of the bag. Yeah. Because I'm like, I think I want to do that. And because see the, that it happens. could be a bad can. Yeah. Now, it, now, more than likely, both cans came from the same batch and they sure. were canned within 10 cans of each other. Absolutely. So chances are they're both going to taste exactly yeah. the same. And they very well could. But. We are all about the scientific process oh, here on scientific Talk, process. So. We need ten more cans, please. <laughs> we will we will sample at least one other one in order to get a full vibe and full understanding of that. So the thing is, is that I wouldn't be a- uh, wanting to sample more if I didn't think that there was something good in this beer. Yeah, and I appreciate that, and I like that, and I think that's what hopefully people out there right. are hearing is that there's something unique. Yep. Something interesting, a little perplexing about this beer, and we're going to dig in further because right. we don't think that it's... And if you can get rid of the cabbage kind of flavors there, or cabbage kind of aroma to it, I think you would have a wonderful beer there. Yeah. And a London brown ale, yeah, this is it for sure. Let's get rid of the cabbage, though. That sounds good. So how about this? Let's take our final break of the evening. Sure. We'll open up another can. We'll give it a shot. We'll see what we have. We'll come back. We'll talk about what we found out in the other can, and then we'll give our thoughts on the beer, and we'll kind of wrap up the show today. How's that Why not? Let's do that. All right. We're going to go take a quick break, pay some bills, and when we come back, you'll get the final update on Fitz's Finest London Brown Ale and and our scores for the night. Stay tuned. Haha, <laughs> just kidding. Welcome back to Brew Talk. Oh my gosh, you should have seen the look on Doc's face. <laughs> I'm not even sure if that went out on the air, but if it did, it was pretty awesome. It was, it was. Did it go out, Micah? Yes, it did. Yes, yeah, so we... <laughs> Micah knows I'm a big Rush fan, and any of you who've been listening to the show long enough know that I am too. And so he always jokes that he's going to play Asia or Toto or in this case or, Abba. or, or Abba or Asia, you know, some other four letter name. Band. Doc, Doc, you were the one who suggested <laughs> Abba or yeah, Abba no. or whatever. And so we actually started with that, which I was actually kind of funny. don't dislike Abba. I don't either. But it's, you know the Rush song. So I have to ask this question since we're still talking about Rush here. While you pour yourself another little sample here um how many times have you seen them in concert i actually had the opportunity to see them live five times five times i've seen them three that's awesome three where did you see them so i saw them once in lubbock texas oh cool and i saw them at at, uh, red rocks Uh uh-huh and i've seen them at oh I've seen them one other place. I can't remember oh, no. where it was, okay. but I've seen them three times. Did you rush the stage? <laughs> no. Uh, we had really good tickets for the uh, one at Red Rocks, and that was a 
Really good show, by the way. Yeah, they did several. I I saw them at Red Rocks twice. I think. Oh. And I can't remember. I saw them on the Snakes and the Arrows tour. I uh-huh. can't remember the other one that I saw. Um, and then I saw them, and it was either the Presto or the Test for Echo tour at Fiddler's Green. Oh, And that was cool. the first time I got to go see Rush. And so that would have been like in 97. Yeah, the first time I ever saw them was in... It would have been like 92, yeah. and that was the one where the big bunny rabbits yeah, were on I, yeah. either side. Yeah, see, they the still had pressure. Well, the, the rabbits were Presto. Presto. So that was from their Presto tour, but they used those for a number of shows, because mm. I know when I saw them at Fiddler's Green in 97, they still had those props that they were using, and that was they loved. had a number of common themes. I, I loved them since oh, I yeah. first heard them back yeah. in the... 80s same so. with me yep i was yeah, always a big fan of that and, so you know in, in and then of course i've seen the youtube videos of them playing at the high school arena <laughs> where every, all the kids the, are sitting in the early the, 70s yeah. <laughs> kids are sitting in the audience going uh um, what are we looking at here <laughs> wait what's going on here okay whatever so yeah it was good time so yeah. So anyways, that's yeah. that's our rush rush story and my reminisce. So, well, during the break, we cracked open another can, we poured it, we tasted it, we smithed it, and it was, it was exactly, exactly the same. The same. And so um the final thoughts? Um okay, so um my f- initial thoughts were that this beer has an awful lot of a vegetal aroma mm-hmm. and that vegetal flavor keeps going through the beer and it detracts from the beer underneath and if you could remove that vegetal flavor which i found out over the break is due to a little bit of sulfur compound like a dimethyl sulfide not necessarily due to an infection but could be due to like unhealthy yeast or due to particular types of grains involved in the manufacture of the beer. If you could remove that flavor, underneath there's this gorgeous brown English-style ale um, that is exactly what you would expect to find in an English ale. Not too hoppy, not too dry, kind not too sweet. It's just this brown ale that is really refreshing. So... Um, that's kind of my take on it. If we can get rid of the the cabbage aroma and flavor, definitely at least the cabbage aroma, the rest of the beer is wonderful. What do you think? I absolutely agree with all of the smart things that you said, and I couldn't smart add things. anything to it. No, you're absolutely right. But, you know, I didn't use the word interesting. No. Because it's, uh, a brown ale shouldn't be interesting. Yeah. A brown ale should be... Right there, mm-hmm. and here it is, and there it goes. Yeah. And this is not that. Yeah. So I don't have anything else to add. Yeah. I think it's probably time for us to give our score, and we can reveal yeah, this. Yeah, and I, I will say this, though. I do want to go to Ursula. If I'm ever near Ursula Brewing Company, I'm going to jump in there and grab this one out of the tap. Because I just have a feeling that something's different between it out of the tap and out of the can. And I love the fact that... My thoughts are following yours because I feel mm-hmm. like that that's me maturing yep. as a beer drinker because I'm going to caveat my score and say it's simply because I would like to try this out of the tap before I would formalize this. So this has got a little bit of an asterisk around it when, oh. I, when I flip this. So yeah, are you ready? I'm ready. On the count of three. One, two, three. And there's my taster. And I've got a tulip. Yeah. I, 
Yep. Not surprised. And and again, I caveat that because I would like to try it again because there's the possibility that what we're getting is not what the brewer intended. Exactly. And if that and if it is, then that's an then interesting take on a brown ale. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, and then I would pair it with uh, like a, a bowl full of cooked cabbage just so that people uh, wouldn't think that it's coming <laughs> from the beer. Yeah, uh, I, just, <laughs> I am trying to think of a time um, in the past or in the future that I would serve a bowl of cooked cabbage. And yeah, I don't have any. That is, <laughs> nope, not going to make that. That is not a... Yep, yeah. I'm in the same boat as you. Um, there are some good parts to this beer, there though. There are. If we can remove that cabbage flavor, yeah. what's underneath, as I think I mentioned before, yeah. is absolutely fabulous. But as constructed, I'm sorry, uh, I don't even think I'd probably finish my tulip before I'd say oh. I, I'd like another beer. And taste. that's why I went with the taster, because I felt yeah. like that that would be... Just enough for me mm-hmm. to get a taste to go, yeah, this is not something that I would want more of a pour of. And again, caveat that big time because yep. I don't want to offend anybody from Ursula Brewing because a lot of the things that you guys have done have been fantastic. Well, and yeah, wonderful. I'm not offending them at all when I say this. I just think that whatever got into the can was not what they intended to get into the can. Yeah. And, and if it was... If it we was, would love to have you on, and so you could actually talk about that because we would right. love to be enlightened. I would so. love to realize why you would want your beer to taste like cabbage, but okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and my guess is we're we're going for we're planning on some other flavor to come through that. Like I said, I you know the tasting notes that I found were more of like a dark toffee and you know a dark fruit flavor, and and I'm not getting any yeah, dark fruit. Me neither. I'm so. getting some dark vegetables. Yeah. I mean, you know, like burned cabbage, like like, like red cabbage and beets and things like that. So I think that's where where I'm at with it. So well, not as not as good as we were hoping for. No, in this round, and well, but I did finish my glass. You did finish your glass, so that was a that was a good on you. Never going to be one to leave a dead soldier if we don't have to. That's correct. And uh, we'll take care of that. And guess what? We get to do this again next week. So we'll That's true. We'll get to figure out something else to try and to become a little well, bit more And aware. that brings up what's happening this week. Oh. So um, we got Friday coming up, right? And uh, we've got live band at uh, Rural 105 Brewing. Um, awesome. This week is Dan Kenny. He's doing a tribute to uh, James Taylor. And uh, so uh, all of his songs, uh, James Taylor songs and friends, uh, will be uh, the, the 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 mode of yeah. operandi for that night. So uh, if you're looking for a really cool place to go on Friday night, come on out. I would love to be there. I'm traveling for work again this weekend. So. And, and for me, <laughs> I'm a huge James Taylor fan. Yeah. So Yeah, I can see that and if you're yep. a big james taylor fan that's where you want to be that's so right that's uh but what are you up to this coming week going Anything to fun i'm going to sacramento i got another work trip to do oh. and then um have some racking wine up tasting those miles on Sunday. right racking up those airline miles and everything else but you know on behalf of doc this is scott we are out of here stay thursday and we'll talk to you next week